This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast, where we affirm the American ideal of excellence, freedom, family, and faith. We got a beautiful day this morning in the Midwest. The blue skies are out. It's nice and cool today. Woke up to about 70 degrees, and uh, the rain stopped from yesterday. And it's a beautiful day. I'm going to get out and walk through the woods this morning after I get your podcast out for you today. Thanks for joining us this morning. If you haven't uh, subscribed to our podcast, you can run over to AffirmAmerica.com and put in your email address, and we'll notify you when a new episode comes out. Also, 2,000 Mules is still playing over there, free of charge. Check it out. Find out what happened in the 2020 election, how it was stolen. All right, these are your top five headlines for this Thursday, 7-7, July the 7th, 2022. Headline number five, Dutch farmers fired upon by police for protesting environmental laws. From The Federalist. On Monday, dozens of farmers in trucks and tractors parked outside major supermarket distribution centers in cities throughout the country. The blockade comes on the heels of a convoy protest of approximately 40,000 farmers in the central Netherlands agricultural heartland last week, which clogged up local roadways and led to standstill traffic. As Reuters reported, The demonstrations came in response to targets introduced last month by the Dutch government to reduce harmful nitrogen compounds by 2030, which authorities say are necessary in emissions of nitrogen oxides from farm animal manure and from the use of ammonia in fertilizer. If successfully implemented, the state initiative to go green would almost certainly cripple the country's private agricultural industry as the regulations are expected to include reducing livestock and buying up some farms whose animals produce large amounts of ammonia. From Politico, Dutch police fired shots at tractor-riding farmers who were protesting against plans to cut nitrogen emissions on Tuesday evening in northern Netherlands. Police said they were responding to a threatening situation when the farmers who were attempting to push past a blockade to get into a highway on the province of Friesland started to drive their tractors into officers and their vehicles. According to Friesland police, their shots hit a tractor, but no one was injured. Three suspects were arrested. The Dutch government's internal investigator said it would look into the events given police had discharged their weapons. Okay, so this uh, green uh, climate change activist idea has, you know, spread all over the world, and now it's affecting the farmers in the Netherlands, this uh, kind of far-out idea that ammonia and things like this, this nitrogen is going to affect the climate, which has not been proven as a uh, fact of science. There's still debate. They're not Uh, completely sure if it's created by the nitrogen or the carbon dioxide, that the earth goes through changes environmentally, climate, 
wise. It's changed for millions of years. Uh, they're just uh, a lot of this is just politically motivated by ideology. And the farmers, uh, you know, when it comes right down to it, you know, this is their livelihood. This is how they make a living. They've done this for, you know, hundreds of years. As a result of this, we see that um, now they're beginning to push back because uh, uh, they're threatening their livelihood, the farmers, and uh, they, they're just going to stand up, just like uh, we saw in Canada, just like we saw in the U.S. with the truckers' convoys. It's those people that believe in freedom, that believe in the right to make decisions based upon uh, individual liberties. This is what uh, this is all about. So we want to support those Dutch farmers, support them in their fight to maintain their autonomy and to allow for them to have the freedom to have their own farms and their own agricultural systems, which have worked for hundreds of years, and to push back against the ideas and the ideologies of the Go Green activists. All right, headline number four, FBI MI5 joint presser warns against Chinese espionage. From the Wall Street Journal, the heads of the FBI and Britain's domestic security service issued sharply worded warnings to business leaders about the threats poised by Chinese espionage, especially spying aimed at stealing Western technology companies' intellectual property. In a rare joint appearance on Wednesday at the headquarters of MI5, Christopher Ray, director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and Ken McCullum, Director General of MI5 urged executives not to underestimate the scale and sophistication of Beijing's campaign. The Chinese government is set on stealing your technology, whatever it is that makes your industry tick, and using it to undercut your business and dominate your market, Mr. Ray told the audience of business people. They're set on using every tool at their disposal to do it. China uses state-sponsored hacking on a massive scale, along with a global network of intelligence operatives in its quest to gain access to technology it considers important, Ray and McCullum said. From the Daily Mail, Mr. McCullum said, Today is the first time the heads of the FBI and MI5 have shared a public platform. We're doing so to send the clearest signal we can on a massive shared challenge, China. The most game-changing challenge we face comes from the Chinese Communist Party. It's covertly applying pressure across the globe. What's really surprising to me is that just now these two organizations are getting together and sounding the alarm, which we've all known now for decades that China has been stealing our technology. So it's very surprising how much we're behind the eight ball now that these things have been going on for decades and we are currently in a big fight now uh, with CCP, uh, not only on our trade deficits, not only on uh, our supply chain issues that we're tied to with China and them stealing all of our technology and buying out politicians. We know the Hunter Biden story and Biden's dealings with the Chinese businesses that now he's compromised as the president of the United States. All of this has been going on for years. And we have Nike and all the Uyghur situations in China that have been red flags. Yet now uh, the FBI and the MI5 are getting serious and trying to make a statement, which they should have been doing 
decades ago. But I guess better late than never, the fact that they are speaking out, that's a good thing. And we need to all be aware of that, uh, what's happening with China and how they roll, how they operate. All right, headline number three, Elizabeth Warren demands crisis pregnancy centers to be stopped. Katie Pavlich, Massachusetts Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren is declaring war on crisis pregnancy centers in her state while lamenting the fact that they outnumber abortion clinics three to one. Last week, she introduced legislation to crack down on pro-life clinics that help pregnant women in crisis. From the RNC Research, Democrat Senator Elizabeth Warren, we need to put a stop to crisis pregnancy centers right now. Senior editor for The Federalist, Christopher Bedford, the Capitol Hill Crisis Pregnancy Center helps women and infants who need help. They give emotional, spiritual, and material support to the poor, the struggling, and the neglected. For this, they are hated. Here's Elizabeth Warren in her own words. Senator Warren also taking aim at pregnancy crisis centers. Here in Massachusetts, these so-called uh, crisis pregnancy centers outnumber genuine abortion clinics by three to one. She says women walk into the centers believing they'll get abortions. Instead, they try to talk women out of it. She calls it a bait and switch. They are giving it over to people who wish them harm. And that has to stop. We need to put a stop to that in Massachusetts right now. Okay, so that's Elizabeth Warren and her ideas of what uh, is just and right. Obviously, pregnancy crisis centers are there to help women that are pregnant, not to harm them. So she's got it backwards. Uh, the real crisis is the abortion clinics that uh, kill the, the baby in the womb. So uh, that's why it is in reverse order here. So let us not be uh, hoodwinked by Elizabeth Warren that she's telling you that it's the pregnancy crisis centers that are the ones that are hateful. It's the abortion clinics that are killing the babies in the womb that are the hateful people. So this is what you get with the far radical leftists. This is how they think. They're very secular. They have no moral equivalency, no uh, values that they look at as principled, as God-centered with spiritual uh, roots. It's all about secularism. It's all about uh, selfishness. It's not about the child itself and that child's rights to life. All right, headline number two, efforts to recall Los Angeles DA prepares to deliver more than 700,000 signatures to county officials. From CBS News, a large-scale effort to recall Los Angeles County District Attorney George Cascone is set to deliver hundreds of thousands of signatures to county officials on Wednesday. After announcing their initial plans to recall the DA back in late January, organizers are prepared to deliver a literal truckload's worth of signatures to election officials at the county registrar's office at around 2 p.m with the goal of receiving more than 700,000 petition signatures in order to ensure that there were more than enough valid names on the list. The organizers hope that this latest effort will be enough to put Gascon's fate in the hands of L.A. County voters come November. In all, the petition only needs 566,857 valid signatures, or 10% of the county's registered voters. The New York Post. 
In recent weeks, the embattled head prosecutor has been blamed for the deaths of two El Monte police officers who were killed in a June 14th shootout with suspect William Flores, a man with a lengthy criminal record who was out on probation at the time. Okay, so this George Soros-backed DA in Los Angeles has to go. No question about it. You've seen uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, expose on George Cascone. You'll see exactly why he needs to go. These uh, people are evil. Their understanding of uh, criminals and how that you have to prosecute, not let them out, needs to end. We have a number of them. Uh, we saw Bodine up in uh, San Francisco was recalled, and now Los Angeles is up for a vote in November. We need to get rid of California's DAs. Also, we have Chicago with Kim Fox. We got Adams over there in New York. As many of uh, uh, needs to be removed. So this is what we this is what we're up against, and it's very important that we bring back law and order, bring it back, prosecute the criminals. That's the only way to stop the crimes that we're seeing around our country. All right, headline number one, shooter confesses to Highland Park massacre, admits to second target in Madison, Wisconsin. ABC News, the 21-year-old man accused of opening fire at a suburban Chicago 4th of July parade, killing seven people and injuring dozens of others, plotted another attack in Madison, Wisconsin, authorities said Wednesday. After fleeing the scene of the parade, Robert Bobby Cremo III was driving around, saw a celebration in Madison, and contemplated another attack with 60 rounds on his body at that point, authorities said at a news conference. But he had not done enough planning and decided not to do it, authorities said, after returning from Wisconsin. Cremo was apprehended at a traffic stop in Lake Forest, Illinois, Monday evening. NBC News. He went into details about what he had done. He admitted to what he had done. Lake County State's attorney Eric Reinhardt told reporters outside of the county courthouse. We don't want to speculate on motives right now. Cremo made the confession in a voluntary statement after being reminded of his right to remain silent, officials said. Okay, so this is... Um this is a, a very complex situation that we have going here. The politicians want to point out that this is a guns problem, that we have too many guns. And that's not the real root of the problem. The root of the problem is mental illness. Uh, mostly we find that these are single white ma males that are uh, involved in these mass shootings. And the research is starting to show that these are isolated uh, young men that are uh, causing this. They're spending most of their time at home on social media, watching pornography. They're not working. They're uh, in their homes. They're very much alienated. They're not socially active with others. And they're also on psychotropic drugs. These things are being handed out like candy in the schools, the counselors. They're just handing them out as if it were candy. If you go back and look at all the mass shootings going all the way back to Columbine, you'll see that many of these young people are on psychotropic drugs. Uh, Zoloft and all the ones that are creating uh, suicidal tendencies, and there's a direct link to the mental illness and what's going on with young people and their alienation. The pandemic didn't make it any better. Uh, a lot of young people were isolated at that time and uh, just created a bigger problem. So that is the real root of where this is coming from. It's not the guns themselves, not the law-abiding citizens that have the right to bear their arms under the Second Amendment. 
These are uh, situations that are culturally driven, driven by the media, driven by Hollywood and movies where they grandize violence and the use of guns. We've all seen the movies. We see you know, how that could affect somebody that's not mentally stable, that are on these psychotropic drugs, and how that would affect them. And this is the real root. We have the uh, music videos, the rap artists that grandize, again, violence and guns. And this is where these things begin, and this is what we have to address. The family issues, the fatherlessness, the breakdown of the family, and our culture. It's a cultural revolution that's creating these problems with our young uh, people. Okay, those are your top five headlines for this Thursday, July the 7th, 2022. Thanks for joining us this morning on the Affirm America podcast, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day, and God bless you. See you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it. 